This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 734. Yeah, and... Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2021. That's bit.ly slash atareads2021. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. We're also sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. Check them out at getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsas, where they have over 70 million songs across all different styles. Again, that's getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsas to get your free trial today. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I have Ali. Hey, Ali. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm sitting here on a nice rainy, rainy day, which has been absolutely lovely. Lovely, because I can talk. And I'm, you know, getting ready for some some hockey and some talking about this game with you guys. And it's a good night. Speaking of the hockey, um, <laughs> please, please do tell me your, your thoughts further on this hockey thing you're talking about. Well, for those of you who do not pay attention to the NHL or saw any of the tweets between Tosi and I over the weekend. And if so, teams... you are in the very wrong place here. Just mm-hmm, saying. Mm-hmm, really mm-hmm, the wrong place. So our, our teams are playing against each other. For the first round of playoffs, starting tonight. During this very show, actually. And, well, we may not be friends for for a little bit while our teams are playing against each other. But I'll let Tosi talk about that as well. But I'm, uh, I'm excited. And I, I say bring it. So, Ali, I'll get your thoughts first on this. Um... I read an analysis that said that uh, Colorado Avalanche versus the St. Louis Blues, uh, out of all matchups this season, uh, the Blues have the lowest odds of winning. How does that make you feel? I don't know if it's the lowest, but I'm guessing that people know a lot more than I do. You know, It is is straight up the lowest. (laughs) Oh, well. um, So I feel really good about that. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm going I'm to be very honest here. I love my boys. I do. But they do have a tendency to be a little cocky. So we might lose a game or two, and it might be embarrassing. But it will be what we need to kind of smack us upside the head and get us back in gear and stop being cocky and actually win. So that's what I'm predicting to happen this series. Fair enough. Uh, Toasty, how does it feel for you to know your blues are the lowest rated possibility to win of the entire playoff pool? I'm just saying, two years ago, they were last place in the NHL, and they were the lowest. There was the lowest possibility for them to even make it to the playoffs. And look what happened in 2019. So, um, I, I would ask if the Blues went from uh, January 1st to the end of the season, uh, winning most of their games. Uh, but we all know that that didn't happen because the season didn't start until January, um, and and they didn't win all their games. Um, 
Did they win a lot of their games near the end of the season, though? Yep. They went on a pretty healthy win streak, and that included toppling a certain juggernaut team in the West Division. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you feel that there's a, a, a good chance that they're going to win? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. I am being I realistic. In it, the, like, so, like, in half an hour, Allie and I will not be will not be friends, per se, but that's only going to last for four to seven games. Exactly. And then, we'll be, and then we'll be good again. I do believe that your team will put up a hell of a fight. I really do. I think it's going to be a fun series to watch. I can't wait. Well, as long as there's no stupid calls like that one in Florida where a goalie it was, it was called goalie was pushed into the net when there was barely contact with the goalie, you know, that that's fine. <laughs> Refs. Anyways, uh, I have I have several friends from Edmonton who I have already told uh, I have no intention of conversing with for the next several weeks uh, and maybe not until the fall. So, you know. Yeah. That, that's a thing because... Uh, my playoff bracket does not represent my actual ex- expectations. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, hey, I can't do worse than I called zero of the teams making it through. Like zero. I got zero points that my, my first bracket. That's true. That, oh, that was, I like that was, bracket. Well, yes, because my bracket has your team going <laughs> to the cup. Indeed. So, of course, you like my bracket because you want to go to the cup. Well, yeah, of course. And back the cup, you want to win it again. Yes. So, yes, I imagine you like my... <laughs> yes, I have your team beating my team, but yes, yes. you still would be going on, so... Yes. <laughs> then I hope, for your sake, that I get lots of points. I guess? Or a This mo- time, yes. I, I, I will cheer for you this time, Medros, because it means my team wins. That, that that first bracket I made, I mean, Toasty can tell you, I was thoroughly unimpressed with the uh, with the results. I never seen anybody get zero teams. <laughs> uh, in fairness, I was not watching hockey that year that much, so I was just spitballing it, and apparently my spit sucked. Okay then. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Toasty, how's your weekend? Well. Wow? Frustrating. So freaking frustrating. <laughs> Why was that? Um. Oh, boy. So we spent all of this week for raid on uh, Sire Denathrius progression. And to be fair, we made really good progress. We made fantastic progress. We met, We went from barely managing to get past phase two past phase one without using time warp to like on the first pull just effortlessly doing it which was fantastic it was great even yeah felt good felt good that first pull was amazing we got down to four percent i think on the first pull which is just unreal like cool we were struggling the week before and then we went we went from struggling to get out of phase one the week before to 4% on the first poll. Okay. So it seems like going 4% on the first poll and not getting it down means that every other poll after that was worse. No, actually. Nope. (laughs) 
So four, every f- every poll is four percent or less, but not, not every dead. Poll. Not every, like the majority Most. of our polls were we getting to phase three and like a healthy amount of the phase three. There were there were times where we were like me, 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 uh, messing up during like phase one, like a silly mistake kind of thing. Yeah, or someone just like fat fingered the wrong button kind of thing. Like stuff like that happens. It's fine. What the reason was first- I ask is. The reason I asked is I tuned in for a little bit and it didn't seem like you guys were like getting him down very far. Maybe for the portions that you were watching, because <laughs> okay. our our best attempt was point four percent. Point four. He had a hundred and fifty some odd k damage left. Or was like, left. Wasn't one hundred thirty or one hundred thirty three? Yeah, that. Some, something stupid like that. If, yeah. If we had managed to stay alive for. Another 15 seconds, that would have been ours. It was painful. It hurt my soul. And the worst part was that 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 attempt happened in the middle of the night and never got closer than that afterwards. It was uh, frustrating, but like, we are so close. I think like this might be our week. I think so. I know some people were running like mythics and stuff, and I ra- I know I ran like, a mythic with a couple of people who could use some gear, and hopefully we do good this week. Yeah, I hope so. I I am ready to get Denathrius out of the way, and you know whoever's not there will get them there ahead ahead of the curve or whatever, but. I am I'm ready to take a break from raiding until the next patch. Or just do or just do like achievement runs or something like that. Right. And, like basically I'm just ready for progression to be over and like not having to stress about that. But honestly that was all I really did in WoW this week. Uh, it was it's it's really nice out right now. I'm spending a lot of time outside. <laughs> How dare you go outside and enjoy life? I know, right? How dare <laughs> I? Uh, how about you, Allie? What did you get up to? Well, beyond raid stuff, I what I wanted to do was go play with alts. What I ended up doing was spending a lot of time in the maw, farming Stygia, trying to upgrade my conduits just to eke out just a little more healing. <laughs> just... Just a little bit, because I I was kicking myself after that really good pull, because I felt like if I had just done a little bit better with my healing and kept someone alive just a little bit longer, we would have had it. So I've been actually in the last couple weeks, I've been spending a lot of time in the Maw, upgrading my conduits, which I still need to do some more. And the weekly was Shaolin Mythics. So I did that, including a couple of keys with some guildies, which was a lot of fun because it was nice to you know, hang out with them a bit outside of raid, which was nice. And then my reward was the same neck piece I've looted probably about 10 times the expansion. Because apparently I really want it. Yeah, that was a little frustrating, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, it is what it is. And I'm, you know, still going to try to get some more <laughs> conduit upgrades before our next raid. But I feel... I feel like this is going to be our week. I have to agree. I think, I think we got it. Uh, Jared asks a good question in chat. Was it the neck off Huntsman? Uh, Charm of Eternal Winter or whatever. Yeah, I think that's it. 
There's there's two neck pieces I've gotten a lot. One of them I'm wearing, but yeah, Charm of Eternal Winter, like I've looted that thing between normal and heroic so many times. I've gotten it in my vault a couple times, and then I got it from my weekly. Actually, I think that might be the second time I've gotten it from the Shadowlands Mythic Weekly. Yeah. At, at, at one point, <laughs> I had four of those in my bag. I believe it. I don't know what it is about that particular item, but... There are some nights when we've gone back and done Heroic Huntsman. I've seen like three people get it and everyone's offering it up and no one needs it. <laughs> oh my. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty much it. Just a lot of time in the maw for me, which I don't mind personally. How about you, Medros? What have you been up to? So uh, I, I did play well this week a very little bit, uh, but a lot of it was helping my nephew test out uh, his add-on. And uh, Tosi, I must say, I have a new appreciation for your line of work. Good. QAs, I find, are not appreciated as much. I mean, I, I've never actually had to do QA, uh, at least not in a live-ish setting, but it was like literally like... I, I, I wouldn't really say it was like... I don't know if it's like game testing or QA, but it basically was like reload, did that... Did that 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 minor change to the code fix anything? Nope. Okay, let's do another one and another one and another one. And I'm pretty sure I reloaded about 300 times in a night. Yeah, no, that's that's just QA, man. Only less so. In my case, it's less reload, let more. Okay, we're gonna push a new build. Give me ten, give me 15 minutes, and we'll see if it works. Well, then this was a little bit better because it was actually like. He would literally just send me where, what code to put it in what line, and then save and reload the game. So, like, the turnaround time for a change was like a minute or so at most, usually closer oh. to thirty seconds. Oh, that's the dream right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it helps that I've I've got experience with code testing, and uh, I, I have the understanding for him to like, you know. I don't, he doesn't need to tell me like, oh, you know, scroll down to line whatever and put this in there or change this line to this. Like he doesn't have to go into a lot of explaining. He just can just say, okay, change this line to that. Done, save, reload. Um, but uh, I think he learned a lot and that was a good thing uh, because he's in a, a comp, comp sci course, but he's never worked with a language like Lua which is how add-ons are written. Um, so it was really, I think it was really good for him to, to have the experience of a new language, a whole new interface, and having to actually think through how the type of language that Lua is works as compared to other ones he's worked with in school. Um, and the add-on now works. Uh, so to tell everybody kind of what the add-on is, it's, it's called Pet Compare. And what you can do is if you can compare pets with everybody in your party. And uh, I've already suggested ways to say like, okay, filter, give me, give me the ability to filter the list by pets that I can trade with another person and the ones they don't have. Um, basically kind of angling it towards a, you know, a trading marketplace kind of thing. And I think that is kind of be... Uh, the most useful part uh, use for the add-on because if, if you're if you meet a, a, pet, a pet collector you may want to know what 
you what they have extra of that they can trade you and and vice versa. Uh, so I'm hopeful that that'll help him. And I hope that people will find a use for his add-on. It sounds like it'll be good for for those pet collector kind of people. So, yeah, that works really well. I'm I'm really hopeful. Uh, he put a lot of work into it, and I, I'm really proud of him to, of him for not just kind of giving it up. That's awesome. So, yeah, uh, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of really good uses for it. So, I'm uh, I'm I'm really excited for it. Nice. And yeah, you can get that up on Curse Forge, Wow Up, and so on. So, uh, if you're interested, go check it out. Um, and uh, if you have any suggestions for additional features that you might find interesting, definitely let me know or uh, message him on the uh, various platforms. Uh, but otherwise, my wild time, I, I did a bit of uh, uh, farming up those shiny pet charms. Uh, did a couple of more uh, missions in Legion times. Uh, and that was, uh, that was pretty much it. It wasn't a lot of wild time this week. Uh, outside of that... Um, just basically doing some testing with him and stuff. Um, but I, I uh, yeah, I, I had a good week overall, even though I couldn't leave the house. Uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but um, the 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 roommate uh, was a, a COVID had a COVID exposure. Somebody who she was in contact with had been tested positive, uh, so she was. She actually has to, has to stay isolated until next or this coming Thursday, because uh, she has to go the full two weeks. Uh, we had to isolate until uh, ten day, her ten day test came back negative, which came back this morning. So I was actually able to go for a walk today, and it a walk has never felt so good, except for the fact that I was wearing a sweater. Uh, Toasty, how would wearing a sweater outside right now feel like for a person <laughs> of my size? Deaf. Exactly. It is. Uh, it I is was what thirty degrees. Thirty-two. Thirty-two degrees out, uh, which is like, time, yeah. I don't know what that is in freedom units. Thirty-two <laughs> C to F. <laughs> wow. That's that's ninety wow. degrees. Freedom wow. units. All right. I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> How, wait. No, Ali, you've definitely heard me say that before. I don't know if I have. No, I've said it. I, I say it in raid all the time. Apparently, I'm not listening to you. I, I see. I see how it is. Whatever. Okay. I'm just warming up since the game's starting soon. It's fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 90 degrees out, and I'm 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 being stubborn and not turning on my air conditioning. So it is almost as hot inside my house. Yeah. Um. You're. you're- you're crazy. I'm saying. Also, uh, I'd like to uh, state at the outset of this episode, for those downloading this episode, uh, my audio is going to be really messed up, for lack of a word I can say otherwise in this episode. Uh, so I apologize now for that. Oh, and no. And Toasty for the editing. Poor Toasty editor. Um, I, I don't know how you guys are hearing it, but on my side, I can definitely see where my levels are changing as I'm trying to, like, fix stuff on my side that is absolutely broken. So, yeah. Sorry. I think I, know, I, think I know a way to even it all out. So uh, all right. It'll probably Good. be fine. Yeah, it shouldn't be too Good. bad. Um, I, I will try and grab one of you this week to help me test this and, and try to 
fix my crap. Because, yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, let us get on with uh, This Week in Wild. Or our first sponsor. So our newest sponsor are the great folks over at Amazon Music Unlimited. You can check them out at getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsaz, where they have over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and artists, including our artists this week. And for the next little bit, I'm going to be going through like a like a good summer song kind of vibe because, hey, we're getting to that time of year. So this one is the track Lola Montez by Volbeat. It's off their Outlaw Gentleman and Shady Ladies album. It's a really fun track and it really vibes well with the whole summer thing. So if you want to go check them out, you can go over to getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsaz. And we want to thank Amazon Music for their support of the show. So this week in WoW, we've got the Pet Battle bonus event that's running from the 18th to the 24th, and that's it, I think, right? Nothing else big is happening. Sure, totally. I mean, outside of retail, things are. Oh, that's right. We got the whole pre-patch thing. Yeah, so the, <laughs> so, so the, so the Burning Crusade classic pre-patch is hitting live servers on the 18th. So by the time you download Ooh. this, it's already, it's already going on. I know some people who are really excited about that. Oh, yeah. Every, there's a lot of people really excited about that. I'm happy for them. Can't wait till we get content. <laughs> um, also, just a quick note. <clears throat> um, because of the Canadian Long Weekend next weekend, there's a possibility that there's not going to be a show next week. That's going to depend on how much stuff there is to talk about, too. Like if there's if there's not a lot to talk about, we'll probably end up taking that uh, next week off. We will be back the following Monday. Uh, I know that's American. I don't know if it's the American long weekend, but uh, yeah. So uh, just keep an eye out on all of our socials. We'll let you guys know whether or not we're doing a show next week. Um, hopefully before hopefully before the actual day of. We should know by we should know before then whether or not we're doing a show. Yeah, we might, we'll, we'll talk, in, and if there's not really enough, we may do, like, a stream or something, uh, if we're all if we're all up for it, or we might just take, like, a, a week off. I mean, that, that's something people do, right? Take time off? Yep. There's actually been a lot of that lately. Yeah, I, I took the bit. last, I took the last week and a half off streaming. I have, like, uh, my usual streaming days, I think I've streamed one of the four of the last two, of the last four. Sometimes you just need to, to step away, and that's fine. Take a mental exactly. break. You gotta take care of yourself. That's m most important. Exactly. Okay, Medros. Why don't you talk to us about this interview that Morgan dated with Sloot? Sloot. All right, so uh, this is, is via live blog uh, on Wowhead of the interview. A uh, bit of a summary, kind of, what they have. Uh, so, uh, Torghast... Uh, is the first kind of main topic they talked about. Uh, there'll be 12 new achievements, some new pets, mounts, cosmetic stuff, and so on. Uh, there's no plans to allow leveling in Torghast for 9.1, maybe a 0.5 edition, so uh, unfortunately for those who have loved Torghast on your mains, uh, not going to be something you can do for a while uh, on your alts to bring them up to, uh, to cap. Um, uh, Torment that reduces max health has been removed on an internal build, so that seems like it is something that is going away. Um, legendary cost uh, is not been reduced for ranks 1 to 4. Um, 
and Solash earned has been increased by 50%, and you get smaller amounts on repeated clears. Um, so that's good to know. Uh, as well, uh, for, for the rating part of 9.1, uh, reduction in the number of slots covered by BOEs, two or three slots. Um, there'll be a return to traditional weapon drops. Uh, token, the token was made to get specific, was made to get covenant specific weapons in 9.1, not necessary anymore. Um, there'll be five types of domination sockets you can get across all your gear. Uh, three gem types, uh, blood, frost, and unholy. Uh, we're letting De Death Knights now design our, our gems. What happened here? It's fine. Uh, It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, gem bonuses will work everywhere. Uh, gem set bonuses, three of the same type, will only work in the Maw. Um, and they also mentioned uh, that there'll be an increased catch-up system for for level 40 Renown. Uh, a release date for 9.1 will be coming soon, and heirlooms will not be coming for 9.1. So one thing I'm very excited about is the whole is the change behind the Solash rewards. Not only the increase to the Solash to the initial reward, like increasing it 50 percent. That's not a small amount, especially when you get towards layer eight and whatnot. But the fact that those for fun runs I was doing before, where I was just doing Torghast because I felt like it, I'm actually getting something out of that now, which will be really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's that, awesome. Yeah, that coupled with the ability to transfer Solash to your other characters, while not necessarily useful for me because I'm not big on the ults, I'll play them every once in a while, but I rarely take one to cap um, until the end of the expansion. Like, that's going to be really useful for people like, like Ellie. Who who's been doing a who, who who has been doing a lot of Torghast with the intent and then and now she'll have to be able to funnel those towards some of those other alls that she's looking at, which is really good. Yes. So it kind of it, it it makes up for it's it makes up for the legendary like the initial cost of Soul Ash not being reduced. I mean, it, it effectively is because we're getting more Soul Ash just in general. So that's fine. That's great. I am a little bummed about the leveling thing, though. Like that—that that was one of the things that they said they wanted to put in Shadowlands during the initial beta and all that. Um, I know people were people were asking for that, and they said they wanted to try to deliver on that. And the fact that we don't have it yet is kind of a bummer. But like, I get it. That that might be a tougher thing to work out, especially with like experience, like figuring out how fast, how much experience you're getting throughout that entire thing and all that. Like. I get it. It sucks, but I understand. What else was there? I'm curious as to I'm curious as to what kind of um, uh, set bonuses those gems are going to give us in the mall, like those domination sockets that are going to take these gems. That's that's going to be on gear that we can only get through the Sanctum of Domination raid. So I guess it makes sense that the, that, the, that it's like a moss specific bonus if you've got a set of them, but I wonder what kind of bonuses it could be. I mean, we're already going to be able to ride around and whatnot, like probably just increased damage feels really boring or a random, like maybe cool random ability. I don't know. That'd be cool. And you can have five of these things. That, that's... Hmm. I assume I assume the set bonus is only for three because that's all that's mentioned. 
Well, the fact that you have five of them makes you f me feel like the increase they give us may not be super huge. Maybe not because by itself. Because then balancing becomes an issue. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, we've got another one of these systems where um, I can see PVPers, for example. I'm not sure if any of these sockets are available on PVP here. I would assume not because I believe it's it was specifically said that these sockets are going to be off gear you get from the raid. But there's going to be that mentality for people who are looking to min-max and all that other stuff that they're going to have to do a raid to get stuff for PvP. Which, like, people are PvPing right now to get to make up for whatever gear deficiencies they have from PvE right now. So there's but more of that. Wasn't there some gear-specific bonuses in the last patch that were, like, Torghast-specific or something? Like, gear from Torghast only? Or something. I swear I, I vaguely recall there being something that was a limited. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm misremembering that. I mean, I don't know. There, there are a couple legendaries, or at least one legendary that works mo only for Torghast runs. Yeah. Hmm. That might be what you're thinking, maybe? Maybe. I, I vaguely, vaguely recall there seemed to be something in my head that was like. That was only available from stuff out of Torghast, but I don't know. Now I'm thinking, like, I don't even think there's. Yeah. Ignore me. I'm, I'm probably just out of it. Probably the heat. I don't know. It is very hot. It is. But I, I'm excited for the release for 9.1 soon. I, I do note the release date doesn't say the release is coming soon. Just the date is coming soon. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about? Traditional weapon drops. This token <laughs> thing. Yeah. This token thing, like, was a cool, was it like... I, I get, I get why they did it because of the covenant specific things, but it's made getting weapons in this tier extremely difficult. Because like theoretically, I can get I like if another death knight if a, if a death knight or a paladin like a red paladin got a weapon drop. In normal times, I'd be able to trade with them, but with the token thing, not so much. Why would a paladin trade with a warrior? Well, because the paladin probably didn't know how to use it. Wow. Probably too busy, depending on the light, to prop up their combat abilities. So is your goal by the end of this episode to be hated by both Allie and I? <laughs> just curious. I'm just wondering your thinking on this a bit. Uh, I'm hot and grumpy right now, man. <laughs> All right. Fair, fair enough. You, you know what would help that. You know what would help that. Air conditioning. No air conditioning till June. That's your choice. That is absolutely your choice. But yeah, I mean, like returning to traditional weapon drops is going to help at least spread out the gear a little bit more and help people in, like in the position of myself or or Mister Alley who have been hurting for a weapon drop for <laughs> right for a while. I didn't realize how badly he was hurting for yeah. it, but wow. Yeah, yeah. When a one ninety four, one ninety seven, or what it was, is a big upgrade, you know it's not a good situation. Yeah, I did not realize it was that bad. I was feeling really bad with my two hundred and my one and my one ninety four. Oh boy! So interesting thing. I, I actually was on my druid because I was planning to take my druid over 
to Legion stuff to get some some uh, order hall resources over there. Uh, and I realized something. Uh, so I finished up using the last of my uh, re the resources in BFA on that character. So I'm like, okay, I can change out my my ring, my uh, ship ring, my captain's ring, which takes you the teleport over to the boat in 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 Morales there. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool, I can I can switch that out and I can finally equip my regular ring. And I realized that I have four max characters right now. And do you want to know who has the lowest eye level of all of them? Your main. Your paladin? My paladin. <laughs> uh, Frickin' Gen. Because he got, he got literally one world boss drop the entire time. And every other one has at least four. I was so mad. Well, I actually, I actually logged in three times to try and get more gear uh, from like world quests and stuff, and I'm like, everything is giving me the same level I have in those slots. Like WTF, guys. Well, Medros, I have some good news for you in regards. Yeah, to that. you do. That's good. Yeah, I, I like some yeah, good you news. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna let Allie talk to you about it. Yes, yes. So, coming up in nine point one. We have some information for upgradable catch-up gear that we can get from doing Corthia dailies. So dailies and assaults in Corthia will have a chance of gear as a reward, like normal. The Corthia weekly quest will always reward a piece of gear. So that's nice, especially for your main Medros or anyone who has all that working on. There's also buying to account Corthian armaments that can be purchased for a thousand Stygia from the Death's Advanced Quartermaster. And that'll work much like the, you know, Benthic gear upgrades and blah, 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 blah. Right now, 9.0 World Quest gear is not upgradable. Rip. I would say that could change, but in the past we've seen, you know, anything looted before the patch doesn't count, but anything going forward does. So that's probably going to stay the same, I'm guessing. Gear can be upgraded using cataloged research with an NPC with the Archivist Codex, which is going to be one of the Corthia factions. And that faction gets unlocked after you do Chapter 2 of the Chains Domination campaign. Gear can be upgraded five times. It you know, increases you know, levels and whatnot. And that's done with a currency called Relic Fragments. And that's what you get when you do activities and whatnot in Corthia. Now, this is not the final pricing. As we know, in you know, PTRs and whatnot, things can change. But say, for example, you want to upgrade to item level 207, which is a level 2 upgrade. That's going to cost 500 of the Relic Fragments. Item level 213 will be 750. Item level 220 will cost 1500. Item level 226 will cost 2500. Now that might seem well, that may seem like a lot, but that is the equivalency of normal Sanctum of Domination gear. At least for all but the last two bosses. So for people who want to get that gear, want to feel like they are working towards something and achieving something, but have absolutely no desire to raid, this is an opportunity. Or for those who may want to gear up an alt or whatever, like a great, great way to do it. I think this is fantastic. Now, this will require Renown 61 and a research report, Adaptive Alloys, <laughs> which is available 
at a tier six research with the Archivist Codex. So again, with that faction. Now, the nice thing also is you can also upgrade to a level six rank, which will get you to item level 233, which is 4,000. Again, pricey, but item level 233 will match the item level from of gear from the last two bosses of the raid. So again, giving you chances to get caught up. It's going to take a little bit to grind all the currency and whatnot, but you have the option, which I think is great. Now that's going to require renown 75 and another research report for the archivist codex and more research and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think this is a great system for anyone with alts or anyone who maybe you want to raid, but you just haven't had time. You know, time has been a factor or maybe, you know, you stepped away because you got burned out on 9.0 during this big lull that we're having right now. And you're just come back to the game 9.1. Again, another great way to get up to speed and really get ready to raid if that's your desire. Or maybe you only got some... Um... A weapon from 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 a mythic zero and an LFR, and that's all you've seen so far exactly. in the tier. Not that I'm speaking yeah. from experience or, or anything. Or, or maybe you're the main character of a of series of alts, and you just have really terrible shite to be terrible luck on trying to get anything that's that's not just crap. Yeah, and and, there you and go. Old bosses hate you because you keep killing them. I guess I don't know stupid bosses. <laughs> Are they as temperamental as Craig? Worse. Uh, uh Craig's, a lot. Craig's pretty temperamental. <laughs> yeah, but I can't go back and like keep hitting on them and, and keep trying my luck at more loot. Maybe you're just not hitting on them right. Uh, I'm not going there. I, I am so not going there. Sorry, you said anyway. It. it was way too easy. Like that was just, that was a freaking layup. You did open that door my, my, pretty wide. My, my fault. My fault. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I I will not lie. I am a little bitter that that I'll probably have to use this 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 uh, catch up gear uh, on on my main. Yeah, but I mean, measures. I mean, so like. For someone, you know, for example, like you, who doesn't necessarily enjoy doing group content or dungeons or raids or whatnot, but you still want that desire and have that desire to upgrade your gear, like, this is a great option for you. Yes. Uh, as I recall, uh, last expansion, that catch-up gear and such is, is kind of what gave me uh, the, the opportunity to be the best geared one on the show for one or two episodes. Probably. Yes, one or two episodes. Hey, I, I'll I'll take Eddie Edge and get over the Raiders. <laughs> Those world bosses were sweet. That's all I can say. No, I, I I like I like having this kind of system in there. Like, not only are you getting just a base level, just just a base upgrade that's pretty high compared to what's available to us right now. You have the ability to upgrade it. You got, and like Ali said, you got that sense of progression, which is fantastic. I almost, like, I almost wish that this was available initially. I can understand why they didn't want to do that for the first patch, 
But, like... Even if... Actually, no, because the... Okay, Medros, you like you've you've been doing a lot of the group content or whatever, so you can you'll you'll be able to tell me better. Like, what what's your what is your highest item level right now on any one of your characters? Uh, if you can recall, one ninety eight on my druid, I believe is my highest. That's so one ninety, that's actually like pretty close to the the two hundred mark from normal. Okay. So maybe uh, that character has received four pieces of world boss gear, five maybe, uh, and I want to say got uh, a two hundred piece or two from like caches or something like um, Paragon caches or from um, the. The stuff you get from doing the callings. Okay, so maybe, maybe um, not a, maybe not a system quite like this avail- being available in the initial patch is necessary because, like, if you've got the right amount of luck, you can get pretty close to that normal item level of around two hundred. Because that's if you're fully geared on normal gear, you're going to have around a two hundred item level. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe having a system like this where you can more reliably get gear that will help you. Yeah get that way like something like this weekly quest that will always reward a, a piece of gear i mean of course there's going to be the chance that it's a, a, that you're doubling up on a piece on on a gear on like on, yeah, on gear like, that you're receiving but like at least you're still getting something you, you mean like going to to do a raid and and everything you get being the exact same slot on your character yeah yeah all right not that i'm bitter about that or anything I mean really? that, Four that, drops, that all cloaks. I mean that's that that that's that's just that's just the way an MMO goes, man. Yeah, that's I, that's you know, the, the MMO MO. And and the funny thing is, is that I when it comes to Pokemon Go, I I tell everybody, yeah, it's it's, it's RNG. It's it's the way it rolls. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes the dice roll against you. And when it comes to World of Warcraft, I'm like, are you serious? Like, twenty weeks in a row, no bloody gear from a freaking world boss? Uh, I literally it, stopped doing world bosses after a while. I literally stopped. Out of frustration. It's, it's funny how we how our, uh, how we can make that logical jump elsewhere, but for some things it's just... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, is, it is humorous. I get that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just so frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and, and yeah, like literally, I, I literally stopped doing world bosses, um, and that was kind of what led. That was, that was the first step that led me down the. I'm just not gonna play for a bit, because uh, it was just like. It, it felt like every, everything I was doing was against me, like every every, but the hill to climbs the hills I had to climb, in each each face of the it was just it came became too much. Um, this is kind of the pendulum we see with World of Warcraft, though. You know, one expansion, one thing's too easy, another thing's too hard. And they kind of switch. The next expansion is the other way around. Um, it, and sometimes that, that pendulum shifts even during an expansion. Um, it, it's just the way of the world, world of Warcraft, it feels like. Yep. 
it is what it is. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this this gear. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of this stuff in Corthia. Uh, a change of scenery will be nice too. Uh, seeing the same four zones uh, day in day out is tiresome sometimes. Um, so seeing a new zone will be nice. Uh, so just, yeah, it's just another really cool thing to add to the list of what's happening in 9.1 that uh, I'm excited for. Exactly. You bet, guys. I'm excited for World of Warcraft. Well, that's in good. Six in, 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 you know, six months when it arrives. No, no, stop it. I told you last it week to stop it. Bad. My goodness. <laughs> the drama. But, Ali, it's so much fun. You hear how he reacts. I have to do it. I have to. And also, it's 15 minutes into this game. You guys are still agreeing. I'm actively not turning the game on yet because I want to be able to be focused on the conversation. Oh, I, I applaud you for that. Uh, Toasty, what's the score? I'm not watching. Okay. You said you were turning it on at 9 o'clock. Yeah, so. I, I, it's on. I'm not, I'm, I'm paying attention to the conversation. <laughs> oh. Speaking of conversation, there's a lot of conversation this week about a bit of lore that got dropped via um, a picture from the... Oh, what was the name of the book again? Uh, fairy tales and fairy tales folk, folk tales, something like that. Folk and fairy tales of Azeroth. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it, it shed some information on one of our favorite bronze dragons, and I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know if "shed some information" is the right word here because I feel like a lot of us just assumed this fact. I think it looked for confirmed and expected yeah. fact. Yeah. So through through this th through this book and also through Steve Danuser, uh, it is confirmed that Chromie is in fact trans. Um, the excerpt from the book was talking about. Um, do I want to talk? You know what? Yeah, it's all over the internet. I'm just going to talk about it. Uh, it's talking about um, a day that all dragons go through called Visage Day where they kind of pick their mortal form and Kronormu chose the form of a female gnome uh, st stating, and I quote it suits me uh, Steve Denuser came out on Twitter a little bit after, after all this came out and said that prior to the, prior to Visage Day Kronormu identified as he him and afterwards she her was used in both in in both her mortal and dragon forms, which makes sense. You know, she she chose that form, and people are just respectful of that. Go figure. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody chose who they are inside, and everybody accepted it. Yeah, what a what wow. a novel concept, right? That that's so refreshing. It shouldn't uh, be a novel concept, everybody. For those who are still perhaps unclear, that's the reason for the title. Because I, and I think a lot of people who've been, you know, involved with this game for anything more than a short period of time, are pretty much saying, yeah, and I assumed it. Everybody I know assumed this was the case. Because we know that there's a suffix to male dragons, and and that character had one in the dragon form that was indicating they were a male dragon, but they chose to be a female gnome. 
yeah, they're trans and yeah, anybody. <sighs> I, I feel I feel like any I feel like a lot of people who cared enough about to, to find up to to know this stuff and find out all this stuff and know the intricacies behind the bronze dragonflight naming conventions would have probably just come to this conclusion already. Like I, I, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why it, it has turned out to be a big surprise to anybody. And to those who are saying that this is a decision or or a revelation to show how woke and 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 forward Blizzard is, Chromie has been in the game. This has been a virtually accepted fact for over a frickin' decade. It's not new. It's not refreshing. It's not being forward or, or, or advancing themselves or being... It, it's a fact. Well, I do... I, I think it's good they, they came out and actually did this and, and gave the labels and, like, declared it as fact. The fact that we all a lot of us are kind of pretty much new. There, there are the people who do think that this is just Blizzard trying to have good PR and blah, blah, blah. And then there's the other camp that knows it's, that's how Chromie has always been. And there's nothing wrong with actively being inclusive and showing people like, Hey, like, be inclusive is <laughs> beyond time to be inclusive. And, and admittedly, I'm sure there's a little bit of PR in that. Let's be honest. It's blizzard, but this was the right call. And it was pretty much a call. It was made a while ago anyways. And they're just finally putting labels on it. Finally. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not a lot more to say about this. Chromie is Chromie is a trans woman, and that's that. This the the yeah. the, the, the narrative people have said it. It's the, the 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 hints have been throughout the game for a long time. Like honestly, I hesitated to put this in news because, like, it, like to me, it just wasn't news. I just always knew this about Chromie. Yeah. I was excited to have the flavor behind it and actually like, like I, I cannot wait to get this book in my hands because I, this book, not to go too off the rails here, but like I didn't expect it to actually have lore bits and it does actually have lore bits. So I'm more excited than ever to actually get it in my hands and actually read it. But, and while we may have known this about Chromie, just to get more of the, the detail behind Chromie and, and this kind of flavor that really just sweetens who Chromie already is, is really exciting. Yes. I agree. H having the background is nice. H having how it came to be and, and, and the, the process and, and all that stuff, uh, you know, how, how, how it happened is good. Um, but just, just wish people were not, you know, such, um, about such things. That's all. What, what I what I like about this, what I like about the this, uh, the Chromie being trans thing is like so often with LGBTQ people in 
in stories and narratives and whatnot, the fact that they're LGBTQ is their character, right? And you see that a lot in TV and movies and all that other stuff. This is just a cool. This is just a cool other. This is a cool extra fact about Chromie. Like, sweet, Chromie is trans. Cool, and but but she but you know she's she's helped us out in other parts and other parts of the story, and not once has it ever come up. It wasn't it wasn't her defining feature? And that's just that's just freaking cool. I, I yeah, ten out of ten on that. All right. Well, that said, uh, let's uh, move on to our next topic, shall we? So, okay. Unless anybody else has anything to say, sorry. No, no, I was agreeing. Let's let's okay. let's talk about this next thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> let me let me uh, put down my soapbox and I'll, I'll step on top of it here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we talked last week about pricing when it came to character services for. Uh, the upcoming Burning Crusade Classic. And people were up in arms over the price of the character clone feature. Now again, to clarify, and to remind people, character clone service is when you want to have the character remain in in, in classic uh, vanilla, but also have a copy of that same character at, copied at the, at the time of, of the, the choice over to the Burning Crusade Classic. So you can keep your your character in vanilla and keep working on them in vanilla and you can also have that same character and work on them in burning crusade level them up and so on and so forth so uh this was a 40 dollar us uh service 39.99 that was 35 said, was it 35 it was 35 oh, for was the, the cloning boost. 39 for the boost yeah. boost was 39 yeah so 35 dollars uh so 35 dollars and as I said last week, my opinion on the matter was we never had such a service as this um, back in my day. And and yes, I do understand this when you sound like a really old man. Just, just clarify. I do get that. Um, and I, I was surprised people were so upset that they, they got something special that didn't exist before in their We Want It Pristine Like It Originally Was game. And they're upset that they're being made to pay for it. Uh, so I felt like their complaints were silly. I, I, I probably said some much harsher words last week. Uh, to clarify, I still feel those complaints are silly. That hasn't changed. But Blizzard decided in, in the reaction to the, the outrage coming from the player base... Uh, they were going to change the pricing. So, uh, the pricing for the U.S. went from $35 down to $15. So you got over half off. Um, the pricing matches, I, I think, pretty closely to what you'd expect for other regions. Uh, Canada and Australia are $20. New Zealand is $24, and so on. Um... I, I still think it was silly to complain. It... it I, if it was me that was playing this game, I'd be very happy to have these services, period. But I absolutely understand that I am not a classic player. I don't, I don't have a good reflection on what those players feel and think about the services. Um, 
perhaps you you both have better or, or more informed opinions than I do on this. So please, Allie, tell me what you think of this. It's hard because, again, I, I'm, I'm not a big classic player, so I don't know if I can fairly speak to this. It did seem a little pricey to me before, but kind of understandable. But I think at the same time, given COVID and whatnot, like it's nice to see the prices go down a little bit. But I think it's still fair that they're charging for it. I I I yeah I 100% agree on that. I mean, all the all, all let's, let's be all the services that they were that they charge charge us for right now, um, server changes, all that other stuff. That, I mean, they could realistically do that for for free or whatever through a ticket, but they choose to pay a service for it. And, you know, some of that is going to be to like like we said last week, kind of stop people from using and abusing it. There's an actual cost to it, so you know, right. Be careful what you spend your money. Be careful what you're doing, kind of thing. And yeah, I I was one of those people last week who, who thought that the thirty five dollar price point was high. I mean, I also thought the boost was high, and like, but I know after last week, you know, when looking at the retail price of a the price of a retail boost. The the classic boost I felt a little better about, but I always, but I it didn't stop me from feeling as though like the, the price compa- comparing the copy and clone to the boost uh, those those were too close together in my head like there could have been a little bit more of a difference there just to make that just to make it more palatable. And at 15 US or 20 Canadian, that that service is definitely more palatable. Yeah, I just I, I think for uh, a service that is, uh, from my perspective, 100% fluff, um, I don't feel like $35 was too much to ask. Uh, it, it's it's not required. It, it's it's absolutely uh, there. There is no. Uh, intrinsic value to it you don't need it to play burning crusade uh you don't need it to play vanilla uh only if you want to play both on, i mean on the, the same, same character and that's I, that's where i'm having a hard time i mean the, the same can be said for other services like server transfers and all that other stuff you don't need it right and those were priced like a server transfer is 20 dollars. yeah right now right and in my head, this is a server transfer and a little bit more because you know you keep bringing your old character or whatever. So it would have made more sense. It would have made more sense to me to have those two be closer in price than the clone and the boost in my head. You, you, you see where I'm coming from on that? I can see that. Like I was never, I was never going to argue that they shouldn't call, charge for it because they, they charge for these kind of services. That's just the way. That's just the way it is right now. So having it, yeah. having it, having it closer to the price of a server transfer, I'm more okay with it. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, I think that's about it for that uh, topic. So uh, let's get on to our second sponsor. 
So, of course, our second sponsor is brought to you by Audible. Uh, get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2021. That's bit.ly slash atareads2021. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Now we, once again, are following the adventures of the Merry Band of Pirates. Uh, they are venturing through the universe, uh, causing madness and mayhem all along the way. And, of course, having a merry old time while they do it. So uh, let's, uh, let's give them a listen to the latest book in the series that we were covering. Book number eight, which is Armageddon. Can we begin, or must you fiddle with that damned pen for the remainder of the day? My apologies, Ambassador Irawan. Woolsey nodded toward his esteemed colleague. The purpose of this meeting is to consider actions that were taken without proper preparation and planning. I believe we should not begin our discussion in a slapdash fashion. His lips curled downward at the word slapdash, as if that were the ultimate sin. With the fingertip, he nudged the pen ever so slightly. It is just a pen, the representative from South Africa groaned. She had been in enough meetings with the fussy American to know that is just the way the man was, and nothing could be done about it other than complaining. Very well. Woolsey interlaced his fingers and placed his hands on the table, the tips of his pinky fingers barely touching the unmarked pad of paper. We are here to... Hey, chowderheads! A voice came from Woolsey's pen, and all four around the table stared at it in shock. They knew that voice. Though he was startled, Woolsey's inner emotions were not evident in his mannerisms. He lowered his head to examine the pen from the side without touching the traitorous device. And that is Armageddon, book eight of the Expedition Force series, uh, written by Craig Allenson, narrated by R.C. Bray. Find that and over a, over 500,000 telescopes from for your iPod or MP3 player. And I want to thank Audible for their support of the show. All right, question of the week from last week was, what do you think of the inclusion of the character boost and character copy services to Burning Crusade Classic along with the Burning Crusade Classic uh, Deluxe Edition? WikiBH says, the boost is great. I can finally see all those old classic zones without having to slog my way up from level one. And really... I'm going to run through Thousand Needles once for like 10 minutes, so I'm fine with burning the price of the boost just for that quick experience. Argent Rose says, do not play either, so don't really have much of a thought here. I played through all of those when they were current content, and while I went back to Classic when it first started, it just wasn't something I had time or interest in, I guess. There's a lot of good and bad memories associated with all of that, too, so maybe just not wanting to relive those memories? Plus, with the game moving on in time and retail, it's just not the same. The highlight, the highlight for me of expansions is that whole phase of discovery and story and seeing all the new things. Uh, TLDR, not my cup of tea, so no real opinion. That's a lot of letters for not really an opinion. <laughs> but uh, we do very much appreciate your thoughts there, Archie Rose. Thank you very much for those. Um, yeah, it, it's very interesting to see how people's opinions have shifted and changed uh, over the time uh, that uh, Classic's been out. All right, so our question of the week for next week is, how important is Catch-Up Gear and Corthia to your gameplay through the rest of the Shadowlands? For me personally, um, as of 9.1, it won't be a lot of use, because... Um, 
yeah, I don't, um, catch-up gear, I'm not really concerned about that in 9.1. Towards the end of the expansion, maybe, I'll be a little more worried about it, and I'll spend all the Stygia that I've been hoarding on that. But until then, not, not so important. Wouldn't it suck if they did a Stygia reset before number one hits? Yeah, well, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Alright. Allie, how about you? For my main... I do have a couple level 200 items that I've been struggling to replace. So, that'll be nice. But I also have alts that I I definitely want to get some better gear on. Especially my tank. Because it's nice to have one available to help out and whatnot. So... I'm actually pretty happy with this. I'm just glad that you're taking the reins of helping out with tanking when necessary. So that I don't have to turn in that token. <laughs> well, there's a couple people who are starting to gear up some people. I don't know if that's ever going to happen since I also heal. And that's kind of needed some nights. So we'll see. But I, it's going to be a slow process because I don't have the most time to play. But I do want to slowly get her geared up so I can help out here and there. At least for Mythic Plus Knights. Guild Mythic Plus Knights. Maybe. I don't know if I'm going to be running Mythic Plus as a tank. Hey, if it's if it's a plus one or a plus two, it won't be so bad. Maybe the low ones, yeah, but like knowing all the paths and whatnot, I don't... And the percentages. That's what the other people in the group are for. You're not wrong. <laughs> Especially in a guild group. They'll, they'll, they'll know their stuff. That's true. That's true. That statement definitely assumes you're not in a guild with me. We are in a guild with you. Yeah, but we're actually there. We never play there. Still, we are in a guild with you. Whatever. <laughs> now, now you're just trolling me. Yep. Accurate. No, no right, point in denying it. Good duck. Good duck there. All right, then. Uh, for me, I'm I'm excited for the ability to gear where I, I've kind of had, had gear falling off and, and falling short. Um, I don't think it'll encourage me to level up any other characters, but more get gear on the characters that are leveled up so they can have an easier time going through content. Uh, and I'm excited to see, uh, other aspects of the new content as well to see how that will fit into my playstyle. That said, uh, let's do shoutouts. Uh, Allie, how about you first? My shout out goes to someone who actually unfortunately just left um, <laughs> to uh, Jared, who was just in chat a little bit ago and the folks over at Merely a Setback, a great lore podcast I've loved over the last couple years. Uh, they have temporarily, maybe permanently, who knows, uh, closed their doors. So it's hard to see another podcast fade away but it's it's very understandable you know life happens you get busy and whatnot so uh but they've they've done some great work with lore and their show over the last few years and it's been a lot of entertainment and i wish them all the best on their new adventures in life online and offline and just uh you know send them some love uh, no, no shout out for the uh league leading top you know present choice winning Team. I thought that was assumed. Do I need to actually okay. say that? I can if you want. Well, I mean, I don't know. All no, no, I'm saying no. I'm just saying no. That... I just I thought it was just assumed that the Avalanche got the President's Trophy and they were the best in the league, and um, we're playing you know the Blues right now, and uh, they're just gonna rock out the playoffs, and I'm really happy about that. So, all right, 
Well, I'm, I'm glad we, we know where you stand on that. Okay. I was never I was never sure. So right, right. I mean, through you know COVID breaks and whatnot that threw off our groove, we got it back and still ended up on top. So I'm pretty pleased. I'm just you saying know, they call it a President's Cup curse for a reason. <laughs> That's you know, true. I'm, I'm That's remembering a, a team that also struggled early on, came back and did really well uh, in in the in the NHL season a couple of years ago. I think they were. Uh, the St. Uh, Louis, St. Louis Blues, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah, that, that would be correct. Okay. Uh, so, speaking of uh, St. Louis Blues, Toasty, how, how, what are your shout-outs for, for tonight? Um, okay, I've got a couple, actually. First of all, shout-out to um, Mine Alley's and Medrosa's Guild, Phalanx of Nod, you know, it, it, there are a lot of fantastic people in that group, and I know like sometimes things get heated or whatever, but because we we're, we're getting frustrated. But seriously, I, I I love playing with them. It's been the most fun I've had playing WoW in a long time, like, and and like the past little bit I've been reading with them has been fantastic. So shout out to everybody in Phalanx of Dawn. Um, also. I'm going to sh- give a shout out to Allie because as of 40 minutes ago, we're not going to be friends for the next two weeks-ish. <laughs> well, at, well, at least a week. At least a week. It's, it's, it was a good while it lasted, Toasty. Yeah. At most, at, at most, we will not be friends for two weeks. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, whatever happens, so, happens. So if, if we don't have a show next week, guys, there's at least some chance it's because Toasty and Allie will not be on a podcast together. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I do want to say that I do believe, I could, I could be wrong, my memory might be a little hazy, but I do believe there was one season that the Avalanche won the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah so you're right. We've done it before, just uh, saying. It, it's just more often, I, 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 they call it a, they call it it a curse rare. for a reason. It's true. It is rare. Uh, you said you had another one there, Toasty? Yes, shout out to the St. Louis Blues. Um, don't break my heart, please. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so my first shout out uh, is to Toasty, who uh, raided with Stone uh, on my stream on, on Saturday and uh, gifted five subs, plus subscribed himself, earning himself six named Piplup family shinies in my selection. So thank uh, all, you, sir. all the penguins, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got a few more to go before you have all of them named after you. But you're close. You're getting there. But all the ones named Toasty are penguins. Correct. Ah, there we go. And they're shiny <laughs> ones too. So. Oh, I've never seen a shiny piplup. <laughs> uh, I, one day. I, I I sent you a screenshot of them. You've seen them. I've never I've never encountered one in game. <laughs> I can change that for you. No, you uh, just I want to play Pokemon Go. That's all. I don't I don't even know if it's on my phone anymore. Probably not. I'm probably rid of it. All right, and my second shout out is uh, to the Winnipeg Jets for shocking the hell out of me and actually making it into the playoffs, which I was a hundred percent expecting they would not do. Uh, I fully expect you to break my heart, so I'm not going to ask you not to. Uh, just don't make me hate my friends. 
That's all I ask. I, I just want to point out that that at the point you said you were 100% sure they weren't making the playoffs, there was a 99% chance of them making the playoffs. But this is Winnipeg, and there was a 1% chance, and I know that 1% is a really big 1%. There, there was entirely a possibility that they could make enough mistakes and, and screw up enough that they would not make the playoffs. But even if that 1% was a big 1%, the 99% is 99 times bigger. <laughs> That's just how percentages work. All right, sure. You're, you're not right. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong, but he must be a jerk, so whatever. All right. Uh, well, on that note, uh, to all of our hockey fans out there, uh, I hope your team made it. If they didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, and if I've, any of our teams beat your team, uh, we apologize in advance. Please don't stop listening. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, let's get on out of here. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, our number is one seven eight five ATA WELL five or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. You can also check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and my stream over at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can also find us on Twitter. The show is at allthingsaz. For Medros, it's at Medros. Fandeth is at Fandeth. Ali is at AliAndrusK. And I'm at toastypostycan. And you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other show on the Dawnforge network, GroupQuest. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of probably the Colorado Avalanche being the Blues out of the playoffs. Woo! Most likely. Go Avs! Screw you, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright 2021 Dawn Forge Productions. Head to thedawnforge.com for more information.